0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 668 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today we have good neighbor Edgardo Ballantyne. He's with Primary Residential Mortgage. Edgardo, how are you doing?
1: Doing good, man. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, man. Thanks for being a good neighbor and helping us... (laughs) Good neighbors get homes and condos and all those fun things. So, uh, love let's it. Start with, yeah, yeah, let's start with primary residential mortgage. Tell us what you guys are doing there.
1: Well, we like to say that we're changing the mortgage industry. So, oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look, in a, in a very, very simple manner, we're, you know, helping people purchase, refinance, and doing reverse mortgages. But um, you know, here in this team, we really try to focus on not just you know the thirty days of the transaction, but also the thirty years after that, right? To help people become uh, a successful homeowner. So that's what we focus on.
0: Love it, love it. And how about your journey? How did you did you just like in the second grade go? You know, I, I <laughs> want to get into the mortgage business. I don't know what it is, but yeah, you know, tell us a little bit about how you got here.
1: uh man, I took. A lot of turns before I got into this, um, you know, just really quickly. I, um, I'm i originally from Colombia. I lived in France for a while. My parents still lived there. Wow. And I fell in love with baseball. And that's what made me fall in love with America. I, I really, you know, I wanted to come in and play baseball in America. And I got a scholarship to play at a couple of colleges here. And I didn't know where I was going to end up. So I figured it was a good idea to do something in the medical field, you know, whether I was gonna be in France or Colombia or whatever. I got a degree in biology. <laughs> and um, after I graduated, I'm, you know, my wife, which, you know, she was my girlfriend at the time. She's like, so with that degree, you can either teach or you can go to school for another eight years and become a doctor. Oh, right. And I'm like, man, I didn't think this one through. <laughs> so. Um, you know, we had just bought our house or we were in the process of buying our house, sorry. And I felt so, quote unquote, educated in mm-hmm. the sense that I spoke different languages and I went to college in America and all these things, but so ignorant when it came to so many necessary steps, like buying a house, like how credit works, like all these financial things that are just, so necessary, and my parents, they they had a lot of success in academia. They they had good jobs, but they were never financially literate. Um, so I figured it would be a good idea for me to start working at a bank. And one thing led to another in the bank. I saw what the mortgage advisors were doing, and I'm like, man, I I want that. That 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 looks amazing. And here I am. Wow, great story. So. Yeah.
0: How many languages do you speak?
1: Three, three, just three, yeah. just yeah. Spanish, English, and French. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, just three. Like, <laughs> you know,
1: we're expecting so much work
0: from you, Ricardo. Oh, my goodness. You know, let's go.
1: Let's get on that fourth language. What's your next one? I know, one? right? I got to learn Italian now.
0: There you go. There you go. I like it. Do you, you get over to France much? I, I, I mean, I'm sure not a whole lot with COVID, well, but...
1: We we try to go so the deal with my parents is I bring them here once a year. I oh, bring yeah. them here every year and I go there every other year. Nice. So nice. that's that's what we do. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, All right. So how about mis misconceptions in your industry? What do you hear that you can speak to?
1: Oh man, there's so many. I mean, you know, uh, just to throw a couple, 86% of Americans think that you need to put 10% down to buy a house. Um, you know that's that's not true. You need you know you can buy a house from zero to five percent down. Wow. Uh, people think that everything needs to be perfect. That your credit needs to be excellent. People think that um, you know a conventional loan it's twenty percent down. Um, that there is no way to get an FHA loan if you're um, not a first-time home buyer, which is not true. So there's there's so many misconceptions, and and I think the most important thing is look every mortgage is like a fingerprint right like your your the mortgage needs to be suited to your particular situation charlie because your reality today it's not the same reality that i have and honestly it's not going to be the same reality that you have in 5 years or in 10 years plans change um even if somebody maybe has all the money to put down maybe it's not as smart to put all that money down but use it somewhere else Mm -hmm. and that's where that's where we like to to change the approach from not just we are giving you a mortgage and that's it but we're really trying to figure out how we can make you like i'm saying a successful homeowner
0: yeah So, so it sounds like it's very customized for the individual Versus, it has to be it's yeah. a
1: big debt man it's a big long debt it's a process where we're looking at everything and it's a process where people come in you know the mortgage has has changed so much you know from where it was 10 years ago so the industry as a whole so it's people come in with all these things in their mind and and it's important to walk them through the options and to walk them through how this is going to develop with them
0: mm. yeah Yeah, and open their eyes to things they didn't even know existed.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah,
0: Yeah. Good stuff. How about outside of business? What are you doing for fun?
1: Well, I have two daughters. I have a five-year-old. who's about to turn uh, six now this month, and I have a 12-year-old. And I have an amazing wife. So I just spend time with them and do whatever they tell me to do. And I'm not working. (laughs) I have a carefe that I have to leave the office at a certain time, and once I'm out of the office, I am all theirs so yeah. <laughs> I yeah. play barbies with the five year old uh the twelve year old likes to play um uh, likes to do softball, so that's that's basically what uh, i do fun. and what what was your position in baseball? I used to be a catcher um oh. yeah, very unsuccessful, but you know here very we are. <laughs>
0: You have a good attitude. I, you're slacking. You only, you only know three languages. Yeah, and, I know. I you know, know. Scholarship terrible. baseball player that was unsuccessful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so how about? Let me ask you this. So for our travelers listening, since you have experience with France, where would you, if, you, if there was one place you were going to visit next time you go over, where would that be? Besides your parents, obviously.
1: Well, I love Paris. Yeah. Maybe that's. Uh, you know, it's a romanticism of where where I you know grew up for a little bit. I think Paris is beautiful. There's a lot of little cities in Europe that are well, and in in France that are they're that very very charming. Carcassonne comes to mind. It's a, it's a very very not so well it's it's well known, but not so well known as yeah. maybe Bordeaux and all that. That's I mean it was breathtaking, but Paris is definitely definitely. A beautiful city to go to and then Greece Greece was uh, an amazing place to go to we spent, really? uh, we spent we spent some time in Greece with my with my wife that was her kind of like her bucket least place to go to yeah. and uh, it did not disappoint yeah that's got to be an awesome place yeah
0: good stuff all right how about when it comes to a hardship life challenge what comes to mind period of time that you were challenge you got through it and now looking back you can say hey because of that i'm better for it i'm stronger
1: well listen man i i have to say i've had i've had a very good life i I haven't really faced a lot of a lot of hardships that we yeah we all don't face you know like there's there's things that happen you know obviously moving to a different country and moving to a different place but you know, in my situation, it's not like I was running away from conflict. Even when we left Colombia, it was a choice. It wasn't something um, that we were running away from a war or anything like that. So it's tough to it's tough to look back and look at those things as hardship. Then it's just opportunities. You know, it's all the story you tell yourself. I think, um, if you don't mind me, just to bring it back to to the industry right now, to to you know, wow. to mortgages and real estate. Yeah. Um, you know, right now, one thing that we hear a lot in this market is there's no inventory, there's no inventory, what are we going to do? And, you know, that's, that's something that at least for realtors listening and for lenders listening out there, yeah, we get two options, right? We have the option of just, you know, sit down and feel bad about yourself and, and say, well, you know, the market goes up, the market goes down, we wait. Or really change the presentation that we give our clients, you know, prepare them for what's happening. Um, when it comes to mortgages right now, we have a lot of appraisals coming in low because houses are appreciating so so fast. Yeah. So we've we'll yeah. changed our presentation to talk about how we can put um, an offer without an appraisal contingency, without having the client have to pay for the extra money if the appraisal comes back, comes back low with what we call an appraisal gap strategy that We created and it's it's a very 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 good tool where the client doesn't have to put a penny more and in some cases even if the appraisal comes in thirteen I'm sorry fifty thousand dollars lower the payment only changes by thirteen dollars a month so it's all about just having the discipline to look at what your presentation and your attitude and what you're doing um, you know how is that adapting to today's market and to whatever is happening to you, you know, mm-hmm. so we've had a lot of changes. Um, I love change. And uh, it's all about just readapting, changing your presentation, changing what we're telling clients, changing the value that you bring to the table. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been a lucky guy, man. <laughs>
0: That's great. I, You know, it, it brings to mind a, a question, I guess, when when you look at the appreciation that you know, just about everyone has experienced in Southwest Florida here over the past year or two. Are you seeing, or do you expect to see a lot of uh, refinancing because of that you know, added well, home value? Or?
1: Well, the the refinancing is interesting, right? We we do a lot of refinances. We do them really well. Refinances have, are very tied to two things, to appreciation, but we've had great appreciation for a while, but also interest rates. So yeah. last year... I believe it was the record year for refinances in America. Really? This year, the refinances are expected to drop about 40% because the rates have gone up. Now, we're talking about the rates are not like 2.5 anymore. We're talking about maybe, you know, in the high threes, low fours, but which is still a very, very interesting rate. But before, everybody we talked to was a potential. Have refinance client, where now if your rate is 2.5, that might not be the case. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing a lot is cash out refinances. So again, the mortgage, the, the, the house that you live in, it's an amazing tool because if it went up 18, 20%, like we saw last year, then you can take advantage of that equity and maybe consolidate a lot of your debts. We do something called a debt consolidation strategy, where I take all your debts, I say okay let's say you're spending two thousand dollars a month in cars credit cards all these things plus your mortgage how about we take the equity in your home refinance the house pay all all your debts maybe the payment goes up by 300 dollars, but now your overall debt month yeah. to month goes down by 1700 dollars and, and expensive then,
0: debt right
1: yeah yeah and then and then, because a lot of people might listen to these financial advisors and whatnot and might say, yeah, but you're taking short-term debt and putting it into, long-term, in the, into a long-term vehicle. But if out of the $1,700 that you're saving now, you add back $700 a month into the principal, mm-hmm. you end up paying the house off eight years earlier or 10 years earlier than you would have if you didn't refinance. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of opportunity to really have like a life-changing impact in your life with a proper debt consolidation and a proper you know change of how you view this mortgage thing mm. and and appreciation is great i mean we're in an amazing place here i'm i'm uh, I, i'm very excited for all of us here in southwest florida i think this this is gonna continue to appreciate the lack of inventory is good for appreciation and mm. we're very lucky to be where we're at for sure <laughs> we are
0: yeah. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about primary residential mortgage? What would that be?
1: You know, one thing that I wish anybody would know about, you know, anything is it's really just just allow yourself the opportunity to talk to somebody, to talk to an advisor, an actual mortgage advisor. Um, it's free. We don't charge. You know, we don't charge by the hour. Uh, a lot of people miss miss on the boat. I mean, how many people do you know that have been waiting for the market to crash for the past three years that haven't bought a house?
0: Yeah. You know,
1: how many people I talked to last year when the rates were two and a half to, and tell me I'm gonna wait until they're under two? It, it's really. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> So, oh goodness. so it's, it's an attitude shift that you gotta allow yourself to really talk to somebody and, and, and put yourself out there and see what your options are. And look, we do a phenomenal job at that um, here uh, with the team. Uh, like I said, we like to see things in a more holistic way, how the mortgage itself impact every other aspect of your life but you know there's there's uh it's important to allow yourself to talk to somebody that that knows what they're talking about yeah. so just don't don't assume that because your credit is not perfect and your life is not perfect and you don't have all the cash in the world that you can not qualify and talk to somebody because the worst thing that can happen is you set up a plan to qualify in the future mm-hmm. so that's 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 the biggest yeah. mind shift that I think everybody should have Good
0: stuff. Well, I know we have listeners who want to get in touch, want to learn more. What's the best way for them to do so?
1: Yeah, I think the easiest way is just my cell phone, man. It's 239 244 5871. Um, Again, that's 239 244 5871. Um, I'm on all social media platforms, you know, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, YouTube, you name it. We have a a good team behind us that's checking all of that, including me. And uh, again, I'm happy to have a uh, just a consultation with anybody. Can be a chat like this. It's not. We're not just gonna throw a, a link at you. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's great. Well, Gardo, this has uh, been awesome and. Uh, really opened my eyes and our listeners' eyes to some other possibilities in the mortgage world. You truly are reinventing the mortgage industry. So I love it. Thank Uh, you. Wish you the best going forward. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. I know our listeners will be reaching out to you.
1: All right. Thank you, my friend.